Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of The Finance Bro. We have real conversations with real people about money. Today, I have one of my Neos who's doing some real special things out there on the West Coast, um, Hassan. So before we jump into it, Hassan, please introduce yourself to everyone. Um, let them know what you do, where you're from, what frat you in, which they can see because they saw the hooks. There, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm real happy to have you on yeah, the show today, sir. man. Let's get yeah, to sir, it. Yes, sir, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, the good bros, you know, worldwide, <laughs> out here on the West Coast, you know what I'm saying? Um, my son, Alchemist, two live five dogs, spring 18, I don't mean Naval Academy Q's the standard, baby. You better know it. Um, and so uh love of love, you know what I'm saying, the opportunity to come on the show, bro. And I'm ready to chop it up with you, man. Let's talk finances, let's talk growth, and uh let's get into it. I love it. I love it. So, you know, with this show being called the finance, bro, you know, all the conversations are tied to money. So uh, my first question for you really is, what was the biggest surprise to you as an adult when it came to personal finance? Ah, man. So I think the biggest surprise to me was like, first off, nobody was teaching me. You know what mm. I mean? Like I went through uh, elementary, middle, high school, went to the Naval Academy, graduated from there. You know, so I'm thinking I'm prepared. I'm thinking I'm ready. You know what I mean? Yep. I got a great education. You know what I mean? I was a biochem pre-med major at the academy. Jeez. So, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, oh, wait. You know, I was TA then um, as soon as I graduated academy and I was ready to get an apartment. And they're like, okay, like, let me see your credit. What's your credit? I'm like, credit? Like, I don't have any. And they're mm. like, uh, well, you need to have credit for us to be able to approve you for this place. So my whole time growing up, man, like just being, uh, you know, in the black community is like everybody ran for credit. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Whenever there was a, a topic about credit, either there wasn't any conversation or somebody was like, oh, my credit's messed up or stay away from that or don't mess your credit up. But never, nobody ever like went into detail about what you need to do to get your credit, you know, um, to, the, to the place that you want to be and to look good on applications and forms. So long story short, the biggest surprise for me was that like, I had no introduction to finances, no type of, you know, classes or any reach um, in, in the financial literacy world. So, um, man, and nobody, and there's nobody saying, hey, do you need help with your finances? Like, mm -hmm. there's no, you know, nobody's really doing that. So mm -hmm. it's like, kind of like, you got to figure it out on your own. So if you don't seek it, you won't find it. So that was a big surprise to me. So that's, you bring up a good point. So why do you think within the, especially the black community, that everyone kind of just teaches you to shy away from credit instead of like giving you the answers. You think it's because they don't know themselves? Yeah, man. I think it's a lot of things. I think, um, number one, I think everything in the black community has kind of been tribal knowledge. You know what I mean? So what mm. I mean by that is just, um, things are just kind of passed down through, through sayings, you know, through, you know, what your grandmother said, what your, what your mom told you, you know, what you heard, on the street from your friends or anything like that like no one has ever like really kind of sat us down and said hey this is what you should do you know what I mean like even you know sitting down at dinner for one for us to even get around a dinner table all at one time you know what I mean and sit down and have a discussion and talk we don't really talk about anything really in general anything mm -hmm. that's a tough topic and then especially about finances I think they just didn't know and then two they kind of maybe felt like they were in a situation where you know, they did, they couldn't, I guess, really speak, you know, intelligently about it to, you know, prepare us, or it wasn't even the forefront of their minds. You know what I mean? They're working, mm -hmm. trying to make ends meet, you know what I mean? So the last thing they have time to do is come and teach you about credit. You know what I mean? So um, I, th I think that's one of the biggest issues. Now that's, that's huge. I actually, you know, you don't get, because the, the atmosphere in which that occurs right is like you already mentioned yeah. so many different things going on and you know just from my line of work I realized that for most people who are dealing with you know are the bills paid on time did the kids eat like a what what how much is the rent is the rent going up like there's so right. many other things the last thing they really are thinking about is you know how do we teach them about credit how do we teach them how to budget, manage their money properly? I mean, one of the issues I think is most people aren't managing their money properly. So it's like, I can't right. teach them to do something I can't, but you know, I think that brings up a, another good point is like, you know, in order to teach it, you got to do it. And, right. you know, I think right. it should be emphasized. That's why I like to emphasize the importance of personal finance, because once you know what you're doing, 
it's kind of just going to follow down down the line i a person with good finances isn't typically going to let their family friends or children right. have bad finances right. they're going to teach those things up front but you know you i think you got to take care of the things at home um before you get to that and it makes it it makes it really difficult but like you said also you know no one's teaching it right like we went to the naval academy i never sat through a finance right. class you know what i'm saying never. like i I knew the bare minimum about credit, didn't know what half the stuff was. I just knew that hey, if I put the money on it, I was going to pay it. So I, I never had missed payments and right. that was pretty much it. I didn't understand credit utilization, all of those things. And I really didn't start understanding credit to the fullest and stood up till I started, you know, my company started doing credit repair and that actually helped me set up my stuff to raise my scores. But it's like, yo, in order to get the answers, you got to do the work, right? It's like, so what do you, you think, what do you think part of the issue is? I mean, for most people, is it because they just waiting for someone to come find them and say, Hey, you need to know this. And, or do you think it's just because they're just not seeking it out because they don't understand the importance of it? Um, I think people don't understand the importance of it, bro. So I think part of the, what even led me into, you know, try to grow my literacy and in, in finances, bro, just kind of started with me just wanting to make moves. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, how do I, you know, first off, get my time back. You know, mm -hmm. how do I get in control of my time, right? Like, it's less so about money. I was having this conversation the other day, and I'm sorry if I go off on a tangent. I'm going to bring it back. Nah, do you so, think? So, you know, I was having a conversation about money the other day, right? And, so, and um, you know, how you make your money really determines the worth or the value of the money. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So if you're a millionaire, right, but you have to work seven days a week and pull 14-hour shifts and never get to see your kids, then whatever you're doing, I don't want to be a millionaire. But if I'm making, bringing in $150,000, $200,000 a year, but it's passive, you know what I mean? And I get to see my kids. I get to, you know, go to their games. I get to fly and go see my family. You know what I mean? I could go take vacations. I can enjoy life. You know what I mean? I don't have to clock in, clock out. Somebody tell me when I can take leave or go home or do whatever the case may be, right? I would take that $200,000 passively any day. You know what I mean? Instead of working seven days a week, pulling 14 hour shifts and being a millionaire. So that process kind of started me getting back to what you're saying about credit. It was like, okay, how do I make moves? How do I get in control of my time? And so the next thing it was like, okay, well, I want to get a property. I want to get into real estate. You know what I mean? So credit became one of the big things in that, in that world, in that arena. So mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, man, okay. So now I need to understand credit before I can even make this move. You know what I mean? So to, to play the game, you got to understand the rules. You got to understand the game. You know what I'm saying? Playing football mm -hmm. or basketball, whatever. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to play. And you don't know, oh, that's a travel or you went out of bounds or that's an illegal hit. You can't do that. You know what I mean? Or you run into the wrong end zone. You know, yeah. how you going to score if you run into the wrong end zone? You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, um, I think really credit was just one of those rules of the game and becoming, you know, um, rich or wealthy or whatever your goals may be. Credit is a huge part of that. So that's how I kind of got tuned into it. So to answer your question, I think people first have to realize what do they want to do? What type of moves do they want to make? Mm -hmm. What are their goals in life? And then they'll start, you know, realizing that, okay, to get to Z, I need to do A, B, C, and D, you know what I mean? To even get to Z first, you know what I mean? Credit is a huge part of that. So that's what led me to it. That's, <clears throat> so I completely agree with, with what you said. And I like the fact that you said the first thing you did was kind of sit down and evaluate what you wanted to do with your life. Right. And I yeah. think that's extremely important because there's a lot of people who are running around in several different directions because they don't know what direction they want to go, but they haven't sat down, you know, took some time to themselves and really evaluated the question. What do you want right. to do? Right. Right. And, because they don't know what they want to do, it's hard to hone in on these things. Like, cause there's specific requirements for every different direction you want to take. Right. But there are some things that are consistent. Like, yeah, you should have a good credit score, you know? Um, yeah. And since you brought up credit, you know, a lot of the issues I see is a lot of people like, Hey, how do I raise my credit score? I need my credit score to go up. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I see hitting people, they're all tied to mispayments. Right. And it's like, right. Yo, the best way, 35% of your credit score is payment history. So if you want right. the best credit score, you need to pay your bills on time, you know? Um, but I I think that goal setting is huge. That's something I talk about all the time. Like, and I anybody listen, that was a huge point just now. If you yeah. if you don't know where you want to go in life and the things that you value and the things that matter to you, it's gonna be very difficult to build a plan to get to where you need to be. 
And you're going to, you're going to spend a lot of time feeling lost, not knowing if you're making the right decisions because you haven't given yourself a direction to go yet. Right. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I think that's a huge thing. And then as you're saying that, bro, the second thing I realized is that like, it's not sexy either. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not to talk about credit and talk about finances. It's not cool. You know what I'm saying? It's not lit, so to speak, quote mm-hmm. unquote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but what people don't realize is that you can get to the point where it's lit and, mm-hmm. and it's sexy, you know what I mean? But it's going to be a little growing pain at first. I think part of the reason, especially in the Black community, and I think just kids in general, right? They like mm-hmm. the things that are flashy, glamorous. You know what I mean? Like, they're like the pro athlete, like OBJ, that's dancing in the end zone. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, they're not going with OBJ to the practices and you know what I mean? He didn't tour the ACL twice and he's working out and they don't see the grind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like they definitely want to see what's sexy and glamorous and like, you know, what's flashy and what looks good and what's good for like an Instagram post. So um, part of that, and I, I see you doing it as well, is um, trying to make, you know, I guess finances, wealth, uh, financial literacy be like edutainment and also kind of be like cool because like we're not lame. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, in a way, it was kind of like growing up, oh, they they don't, you don't hoop or you don't play football or you do real estate, oh, that's lame. Or like, you do this and you're not on TV, you're not making no money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think part of, kind of part of my message is also to make it like edutainment and then to see that like, it's fun and it can, can be like, you know, almost like a, a game or, or sport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once you figure out how to do it the proper way. Yeah, being... Being responsible does not mean you can't be cool. Right. And, that's right. It. and <laughs> you have a lot more chances to be cool when you're financially responsible than someone. Because, <laughs> you know, I gave a speech at um, Zoe Leadership Academy for their graduation. And one of the things I spoke about is, you know, with the age of social media being around, it's difficult. Like people see these people with these nice vehicles, you know, they yeah. got all this jewelry on, they're wearing designer clothes, and they're like, oh, these people are doing well. And I tell people, like, yo, Nine times out of 10, a lot of these people you see walk around in the same, frequenting the same areas that you are, they have right. that stuff, but their financial situation is abysmal. You know, they right. might have, they might be riding that big body bins, but they got a 22% interest rate to go with. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the right. part they don't tell you. You just see the glamour, but no one's sharing the back end of it. And so I, you know, having these conversations is important because I want people, you know, you can, I want to be around people who are financially stable, that are financially free, don't have to Period. worry about whether this or that. You know what I'm saying? That Period. it's become more aggressive. Like every day I wake up, because I'm realized like the more people, you know, we got the Juwans, you know, you got trust, right. you got all everybody around right. who is understanding, who understands the importance of it and have done the work. But it's like now as a unit, we're starting to gain more opportunity because more of us are free. And that's the thing right. that people understand is like one. We don't have to do everything by ourselves, right? Like if I have have 10 people and we all have 10 grand, we can make some plays, right? But if I'm the only one with 10 grand or I'm the only one with 100 grand, not only do I take have to put all the money down, but now I own all the risk. I'd rather split the risk with people that I know are responsibly or responsible financially so that we could do more. But no one's talking about these. Everybody, oh, the rappers are doing it. If you look into the sports, the entertainment industry, all these places where people are seeing these flashy people and wanting to live that lifestyle. Right. A lot of those people end up in worse positions than when they went in, you know, because they they don't have that. They don't have those practices and they don't have people around holding them accountable, telling them, yo, you shouldn't spend that money. Like we need to do this instead, or, Hey, let's relax. Let's find something else to where we all can have the same result, but spend less, you know, all of these things that get worked in, but that comes around your circle too, you know? That's true. Yeah, man, you said a, a huge point. Your circle is huge, you know what I mean? You know, some people say your network is your net worth, you know what I mean? So you got to surround yourself with people that are, you know, chasing the same things you're doing and their mindset is aligned with you, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you hang around in the barber shop too long, you'll get a haircut, you know what I'm saying? So like, I like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you hang around in the barber shop long enough, you'll get a haircut, you know what I mean? So um, definitely, man, it's huge. And we don't have to do things by ourselves, you know what I mean? Everybody wants to feel like oh I got it out the mud or oh like I did mm-hmm. it by myself and then nobody helped me I did it I was me against the world yep. and it's like in reality whoever said that is they're they're lying because somebody mm-hmm. somewhere had to give you a break somebody looked mm-hmm. out for you somebody put you on somebody gave you game somebody did something for you mm-hmm. you know what I mean nobody has done everything literally by themselves that's false that's a false narrative I, I would agree I think it's almost 
impossible to to do it because someone's gonna have to help you with something like unless you own something. all the resources and the things that make <laughs> stuff happen there has to be another entity involved to help and i think that's a message that needs to get pushed more you know to the younger crowd and to the older crowd as well you know our age sure. and older because <clears throat> there's so many i remember i can think back to when i was younger and i, I used to have conversations with people and they'd be like you know i believe in group economics right like yo we're more powerful as a unit than one of us individually, sure. right? And Definitely. a lot of people didn't understand that concept because of that get it out the mud mentality. It's like almost like a, right. I feel like a lot of that is it revolves around ego, right? Because when you when you have that ego and that pride, you want to be able to like you have this thing that you can look back on and tell everybody, oh yeah, this is mine, I did it. <laughs> but I talk, I spoke about it in my book, and I talk about like, yo, the person that asked for help and got financially free in a year and a person that right. did it themselves in 10 years, there's no difference between them. Honestly, the person that asked for help is better because while it took you 10 years, they had nine years to enjoy that financial freedom and do what they need to do with it. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Yeah, man. We're huge, huge fan of group economics. I'm pushing the same narrative as you on group economics, man. We're more powerful together. It's strength in numbers. You know what I'm saying? Look at Golden State Warriors. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's strength in numbers. You know what I'm saying? You have to have depth, you know what I mean? So um, I think Jay-Z said one time, uh, to something to the effect of, you know, your crew, everybody has to be everybody's crutches, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So like, you can't be around one person and the single person is doing everything. They have all the money, all the bread, all the resources, everything. Like it has to be, everybody has to be providing something to bring everything to the table. And that way, you know, if something goes wrong or haywire left or whatever, they can be their crutches and, you know what I mean, and, and, and carry along the, the, the rod. But, bro, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? You, like, it, it needs to be pushed out. The narrative needs to be pushed out. And I think, um, you know, I think I think we're at a time now, though, like, people are going to be receptive. You know what I mean? We just have to, you know, push it out and be consistent, you know. And um, removing the ego has been a thing for me and um, the, the people that I talk to a lot and are close to me because, bro, like, Anything that you're chasing, any goal, any dream, passion, you know, whatever it is, you have to remove your ego. Like, mm -hmm. you're not going to get far. You know what I mean? Like, somebody tells you no one time, you think it's you personally. It's not Hassan. It's not me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, oh, they were in a different headspace or they had something else going on. Like, you know, it has to be consistent. You have to keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you got to remove your ego out of it. Man, that's, that's big. So, we talked about circle a little bit. So in your financial journey, have you found that the more responsible you've come with your finances, the more you've had to disassociate yourself from certain people or certain groups? For sure, man, for sure. I mean, bro, it's almost like it's inevitable. You know what I mean? Like as mm -hmm. you're growing and as you're like, you don't even want to do the same things. Like, like slick or like subtle things that people say, it, it, it's like a, it's, it's a highlight to you now. You know what I mean? It's not, I can, I'm no longer like overlooking it. I'm no longer looking mm -hmm. back at like any slight thing that you say or like any, or even just going out on the weekend. Like I'm not just going out on the weekend and just like partying and living it up and just spending, spending bread now. You know what Buying I mean? Buying bottles like, at the club. You, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Cause, and, and really, if we want to get into it, bottles in the club really come down to ego. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, right. So back to that ego thing, it's like, oh, they got bottles. Okay, I'm going to buy another one. Or oh, they just bought two. Okay, I'm about to buy three. You know what I mean? And then you leave, your joint is in the negative. You know what I mean? So like, bro, like ego um, is, is, comes back into this again. And so my circle now, man, is like, you know, what you seek, you'll find. You know what I mean? So like, as I'm growing, as I'm trying to develop and just become you know, as, as the best person I can be, um, like, I can't, I, I just can't even, I can't even be around it. Like, I don't even know how to explain yeah. it. Like, it's just like, it becomes irritating. We don't have anything to talk about anymore. Same jokes aren't as funny anymore. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's, we don't want to do the same things. You know what I mean? Like, I may want to go, you know what I'm saying, to a vineyard, you know what I mean? And like, mm -hmm. look at maybe starting a wine or, you know what I mean? Or different stuff like this. And I'm talking about this. And then you talking about, Oh, we just went downtown and did blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, like there's nothing like it's different, bro. It's just different. It, you know, and it's crazy because the more you have these conversations, you realize that you know the people who have started working on growth and like trying to, you know, make these decisions to be better people and 
you know, do the things that are going to benefit them for the long run and this long journey of life we have, we run into the same things, right? And I, I right. it's crazy because, you know, that's, that's a, a big part of it is you do start to notice like the things that you overlook because you was like, oh, these are just my friends. Like, well, and you just never right. paid attention to it because it's one of those, oh, that's the kind of like thing we hate in the military, right? Like, oh, that's the way it's always been. But why? Right. right? Do you stop and you're like, but why? Right. And but why? And you you realize that now instead of being the friend that you thought these people were, the person that you know in your times where you're down, they they make you feel better and they provide that that sense of belonging for you. All of a sudden, very quickly, when you start to work on, you know, your mental growth and all these other things, the filters removed. Right. And <laughs> once the filters removed it gets very difficult to ignore the slightest of things. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I did this great thing. And it's like, or a hey, perfect example. You're like, hey man, you know, uh, I just I just uh, bought a course to, like to learn how to trade stocks. Like I'm, I'm gonna do this. And it's like, oh, I tried trading before, it don't work. Right, right, right. Well, why didn't it work? Right. Oh, I mean, I tried, it didn't work. So now, is a, opposed to being around a group of people who are all in the same mindset was like, cool, you got the course. All right, cool. We going all, we'll bang it up. We'll figure it out together. Matter of fact, we all going to you know, figure out what's going on is this person's trying right. to soak out and it becomes very draining to maintain those relationships. But the, the difficult part with that is I don't think I've ever been successful with helping like, well, I ain't gonna say ever, right. It's minimal, but it's very difficult to be successful with helping those people see why they uh, have the issue and what those issues are, especially when you try to remove yourself away. Like, hey, look, here's why I'm stepping away. And it's almost like a, oh, you acting different. Right. I mean, yeah, because it's for the better, right? Like, you know, I'm not just acting brand. I still, you know, you still blah, blah. And like the, the, the crazy part is though, here's what baffles me. Never once during any of those conversations was it stated that you can't take this journey with me. Right. I'm actually telling you so we can go together. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm having this conversation to better the whole crew, everybody. You know what I mean? Like um two quotes, right? So Jay-Z said one, he said, People look at you strange like you change, like you work that hard to stay the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're doing this for a reason. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I'm not I'm not trying to be 70 bro and just not like okay let me retire let me slow down let me enjoy what I work for like no like you can't like that's not the plan no more you know what I mean and the second one is Kevin Gates said um my man said just because yeah Kevin Gates he was like uh big speaker he said just because you smoke cigarettes don't mean I should get cancer you know what I mean so mm -hmm. just because you smoking cigarettes I don't need to, I don't have to be around you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I'm not going to get cancer from secondhand smoke or you passing it to me or whatever the case of me putting me in an environment. Like, don't, don't put that on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You smoking cigarettes. Like, nah, so bro, like, and, and another thing that I'm doing now, bro, and I'm, I'm trying to be self-aware. And with that is like the people that I hang around or I even talk to or I pick up the phone for or text or call is like, how do I feel after? You know what mm. I mean? Like, how am I feeling before I talk to mm. them? And now how am I feeling after I talk to them? Do I feel drained? You know what I mean? Do they, did they pour into me? How is my, like, how is my, my spirit, bro? How's my vibe? How's my aura? Like, where, where am I, what frequency am I on? Like, after I hang out with them or talk to them or engage in whatever they wanted me to engage in, even if it's them just calling and complaining, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, athletes, pro athletes, people in our situation who have, you know, gone the officer route or been to the academy and for lack of a better words, are just in a better position than some of the people that they grew up with. Mm -hmm. A lot of people kind of use us as kind of like a, uh, a, a manure screen, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of mm -hmm. like, they just dump all of their stuff on me or dump all stuff on you or whatever. And we're just supposed to sit there and listen and, and make them feel better. We're kind of that mm -hmm. make them feel better friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you yep. have to be weird at that and don't let people drain your energy. But that's huge. That's something that that was huge for me within the past couple of years of working through and learning. Like, and I'm I'm glad to see you learned it earlier than I did, which is which is huge. But that you know, I'm anyone listening right now, that's a that's a huge point. And I hope you really ponder that, right? Is you know, you get on the phone and evaluate, you know, 
how do I feel before? How do I feel after? I think that's I think that's a great thing to do because one thing I realized that there were people that every time we got on the phone call, I noticed that I was drained afterwards. And it's like, wow, when I think back to every phone call we had, it's always something negative, right? It's not hey this or that. And it's just like, oh, blah, 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 this and that. You want to talk about people. You want to talk. And it's like, right. but then when you offer a solution, like, hey, have you ever tried this? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not trying to hear that. Right, right. People don't want to hear solutions, bro. Like, people don't want, and that's another thing I learned from, like, the military, right? Like, mm -hmm. before you go talk to your superior officer or your captain or whoever it is, uh, your command officer, like, they say, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, okay, that's a problem. What's the solution? So, if every time I talk to you, every time I'm doing something, every time we're in the same environment together, all you're doing is bringing me problems no solutions, I offer you a solution and you turn it down, you don't even want to hear. I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. At this point, you just want to, you just want to rant. You don't even care. You don't even want to get in a better position. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, you start to realize a lot of these problems that you're, you're, you know, your friends are having, where there's a, we can have this fixed in a couple of days. You know, it's like, yeah. but, are, but are you, you start to realize, and this is something I pondered, a question I asked is, you know, dealing with people is like, is this person is this person in love with having problems you know what i'm saying because because i've learned through life is that i feel like there's there's some people who only know how to operate when they have problems and they feel like when they're when their problems are gone they're not going to have anything to speak to anyone about if that makes sense mm. That's heavy, and, bro. And the second part of that is in order for a person to really relinquish their problems and find solutions for them, that means they have to take a, some self-accountability. They don't want to do that. And they don't want to do that. And that's 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 a hard one. I mean, for, for a lot of people, I mean, it was hard for me for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. but that that self-accountability self-accountability piece is huge because bro, huge. before you can look out and you know, point fingers here and there. It's like, whoa, 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 You know, like, right. if you sit here and you had the same issue with 10 people, is it the 10 people or is it or you? Is it you? you know? <laughs> right, right. And Not as real. That's, that's huge. So like there, I think there are people who fall in love with being the victim. Yeah. It's a victim's mentality, man. Like people, people, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, and and that's a whole that's another can of worms to unpack yeah you know what i mean yeah, like it is. people having like a, a victim mentality and always having a victim you know what i'm saying perspective on life and woe is me and why did this happen to me you know what i mean um and you know maybe we'll have to we'll have to come back for part two you know what i'm saying to unpack that hey, we could do that <laughs> you know what i mean but until you until you become self-aware right like mm. david goggins is you know one of the people that I, I love to listen to, especially before I like, go work out, right? Mm -hmm. And you know he's in your face, you know what I mean. And he may be a little, you know, use a lot of profanity, but for me, it's good because I'm like, yeah, I feel him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes, like if you're overweight, like you're overweight, get in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like if you are broke and you're you have money but you're just spending all the time. You need to stop spending money and figure out what's the problem, what's the issue. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know, man. Sometimes it can be simple if people just take a look in the mirror and are honest with themselves and then go from there. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like it's kind of, I don't want to just bash social media because I feel like social media can be used for good. But everybody just shows their highlight film. Yep. Like every, everybody's showing their highlight tape. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when you get on there, it's like, nobody's being honest nobody's showing their mistakes you know what i mean nobody is saying like hey i did this blah blah i failed but i'm gonna get back up and try again or you know what i mean everything is all oh, look at me balling i'm on the beach mm -hmm. blah, blah 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 and i'm doing this that and other but in reality it's like that's not your car right like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> like that's not your car you know what i mean and you went there, but you borrowed the money to get there on the credit card. Like now your your credit's messed up. Get back to the finances. You know what I mean? 
And now you're saying, now you're going home and you, you don't, you're like, I don't want to go too deep. You know what I mean? I don't want to feel like I'm attacking anybody that's listening. But you just have to be self-aware, you know what I mean? And take the ego out of it. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, you, you have to just be honest with yourself and have self-accountability. And that's with anything. That's with credit, finances. Mm-hmm. That's with life, relationships. Relationships, yep. You know what I mean? Like, bro, that's everything, dog. Like, and communication, you know what I mean? Having that communication with yourself. So, that's a good one. So communication, that's something we've been focusing on out here a lot is like how to effectively communicate with, with others. Right. And now, you know, I, I've realized how important it is even to be able to ask the right questions, right? Because right. you can ask a, a question, a multiple, a multitude of different ways and get different answers. But if you learn how to ask the right question to what you're seeking, it'll help right. you a lot more. <clears throat> and it's like being able to communicate and talk to people, you know, even having these type of conversations, right? Like you, I'm, I've, as I've been like meeting people, it's like, bro, I, you, I'm actually shocked at how many people have like groups of friends and they've never had a conversation beside like, Oh, what happened today? Like not, yeah. they don't know anything about what their goals are, what's upset yeah. and all these things. And it's like, wow. But then, you know, people look down on people. Like when we do, they're like, Oh, why are you asking these type of questions? Why are y'all talking about that until they get around right. it? And they're, and they're like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. whoa. Yeah. This is, this is what y'all do. Like, right. how, how do I get a part of this? right like you know it's we've been trying to tell you but until a person i unfortunately i met a lot of people who you know enjoy being around it now but they had to hit it rock bottom first before they realized the value of the other side right and right. it's like for me it's like how do i help you know even for us like because you're doing a lot of great things over there too it's like how do we how do we help prevent people from having to hit rock bottom before they decide that they need to do something different Ah, man, I think, um, I think it's number one, people like relatability. So they'll listen if you maybe share yourself some, some of your own mm-hmm. stories, appear vulnerable first. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the thing that I'm working on too, is like just being okay, like there's strength in being vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be the rah-rah tough guy all the time. So mm-hmm. being vulnerable is number one. Um, and then number two, you know, um, I guess, not kind of like trying to pressure them and and say and wag a finger like hey you're doing Mm -hmm. this wrong you should be doing this um and and just kind of like okay so i'll say it so like i'm you know i believe in jesus christ Mm -hmm. you know i'm a christian right Mm -hmm. but when i meet somebody the first i'm that's not the first thing i'm saying you know what i mean because being real that could be a turnoff yeah you know what i mean so so like I'm not going to say, hey, are you, here's the Bible, read the Bible, here's the scripture, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, the first thing I'm going to do is, you know, number one, like, I'm going to be vulnerable, you know what I mean? I'm going I'm to I'm be open, I'll be open. Uh, like, if you're in need or whatever, I'm going to get you some food, you know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. if or get you some money, help you fill up your gas, right? And then just be positive, you know what I mean? Kind of check in, you know what I mean? Kind of just be periodic, don't try to deliver everything at once. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, they they'll see your situation and say, oh, dang, her song kind of cool. He kind of cool. And then, then I can slip in like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, you believe in Jesus, blah, blah, blah. Or like, what's your, what's your faith like? Like, they're like, huh? You know what I mean? So then mm-hmm. they're more receptive. But like, if the first thing I'm coming at you, I'm like, yo, you messed up, dog. Like, I don't know what you got going on. Like, you should be doing that. So to answer your question, I think number one is being vulnerable. And then number two, just kind of like throwing nuggets out, just being mm-hmm. consistent, just throwing nuggets out. And then you can't save everybody, bro. Like that's true. You know what I mean? So they'll people change when they want to change. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. there's there's a um quote from a book we were reading. It's like the seven hermetic principles from Hermes. And you know, one of the things it talks about is basically like, you know, until the ears of the person that's supposed to listen are open, like the the lips of the teacher will be sealed, you know. So mm. so it's like, you know, it's it's a big emphasis on. That yeah. right there, like you can't help everybody until they're ready. And it's like, you know, when that person is ready, it'll present itself in some form. But you hit on a couple other good things and that right there. One being, you know, being non-judgmental. And, you know, me, when I work with clients, the first thing I do, because everyone gets on, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I feel so bad. I don't want you to judge me. I tell them right up front, hey, look, I always emphasize, yo, this is a non-judgmental zone because there's so many, I've seen so many people in the opposite end where like they're supposed to be helping, but 
you immediately judge the person for their situation that you claimed you wanted to help. Right, and that just pushes right. them away, right? And it's like, but for me, right. like you said, Jesus Christ, I don't believe, I'm nowhere near perfect. Therefore, I will never judge another human being. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like what you what you doing is what you're doing. And if you're seeking, you know, me for guidance, then cool. I, I humbly accept that and we're going to help get where you are. But I, even with my clients, right. I say, hey, look, my job isn't to focus on your past, right? Whatever got you here, that's what got you here. My goal is to figure out where you are right now and then right. we find a direction for you to move forward. For but sure. um, then, you know, along with with um, not being judgmental, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for people to come and ask for help in general, right? And I like the way you put it is like leaving the breadcrumbs because, right. you know, I think that a lot of people go into helping someone with the wrong intentions and they care more about right. they care more about pushing their views than they do with actually helping the person which kind of jumps mm. into what you said right so i don't care about what i know what my views are i know that right. hey you want to do this first thing i need to do before i can do anything is listen to you right like i my first thing shouldn't be coming out spewing to you everything i know about <laughs> it right i have to figure out where you right. are and let you speak Right. Because once I'm listening to you speak, now we can start making some headway because the, the toughest thing is to get someone to start sharing. But if I'm coming in, right. I tell you, I want to help you. And I spent the last 45 minutes telling you about my thoughts and what I think. Right. Oh, you ain't going. You ain't cool. Hey, you know what? I appreciate it. Glad I learned about you, but I'm out. You know, like right. I think that's a, a thing from people who claim that they want to help people get wrong is instead of going in and trying to really understand the person and, and, and let them share and like really, and that's so perfect. Another thing, right? <laughs> Be, active listening, right? Bingo. Active listening is a huge thing, right? And it's become huge. actually doing the podcast has helped me with it a lot. And um, one of the things that me and trust this year earlier said was, you know, when the year started, it was like, yo, I'm going to focus on being more present, right? Because People think just because they're around that they're present, right? But there's a very big difference between being around and being present. Crazy. And um, even with like friends, it's like now because you're present, you're able to pick up on things that you normally wouldn't have picked up on. I'm like, hey, even if it's just a, hey, bro, or hey, sis, you feeling okay today? Like, right. I, noticed, I noticed that, you know, normally when you come in, you always put your bag right there, but for some reason you dropped it right there. That's unnormal. Well, actually, right. you know, and it's like, oh, or like, you know, hey, I noticed that you brought up your mom a couple of times. Like, is she OK? Well, actually, mm. but you know what I'm saying? But because mm. you're present and you're actively listening, now you mm. can build better conversations with people to be able to do these things. But everyone is kind of just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, meanwhile, <laughs> this person's like in their own way asking you for help, but you're too right. worried about everything else instead of being there, you know, and that's one of my biggest issues with these right man one of, my, one of my biggest pet peeves is when i'm like chilling with people and we're spending time and like we're supposed to be like talking or doing whatever and right. like this i'm like yo put the for like one of the people will notice like when they come around me and you came to like hang or we came to hang bro you're right. not gonna see me on my phone unless like i right. get a call that's important or otherwise i'll be like yeah, i'll call you back but i'm not nah this phone is gone like it's me and you right we're gonna talk we're gonna do whatever we need to do but we're gonna spend this time right, right. Yeah, nah, bro. I feel like, man, and man, all right. So number one, being present, active listening. That's huge, bro. Like, and that's another thing where I feel like we're helping people and people being receptive to whatever game that you're trying to put them on. If you active listen, active listen and, you, and you're present, mm -hmm. people are more willing to listen to whatever you have to say. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, dang, he's actually listening to me. And you comment on what they're saying. And ask questions about her. What you know? What I mean, like it's yep. not like oh, it's just. And that's another thing, taking the ego out of it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's it's really not about me. It's not about my investment group. It's not about my real estate. It's not about we're really trying to help you. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the the finances, your your company is like you're trying to help people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I can't help people if I'm not listening and I'm not and I'm not present. You know what I mean? And um. So yeah, that's a huge thing, bro, is, is being present and being in the moment and actually being able to, um, you know, engage with people and actually feel people because people can feel the energy. You know what I mean? Like if you're not yeah. present and you're looking around and, you know what I'm saying, and you're not paying attention, you're on your phone or whatever the case may be, like, you know, you can't, you can't, act, you can't actively help somebody if you're doing that. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? And uh, another point you brought up was the phones, right? Mm. Like hanging around people and um, man, like for me, like I wrote down a schedule, like I just built a schedule, right? I mm-hmm. call it like a billionaire schedule. And literally like, bro, from like 4 a.m. to like, to about like 7 p.m., bro, like I have everything mapped out. You know what I mean? Even to like, yo, call your moms. Or like, hey, this time is time for you just to rest and chill. You know what I mean? Or this time is where you need to focus on this type of part of the real estate. You know what I mean? This is the workout time. This is the time you need to read. You know what I mean? So like being present and being active, bro, like you can get more out of an hour of you being present and active than you could four hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people try to like multitask. So like I'm on a podcast with you. I'm sending emails. You know what I'm saying? I'm pointing in the background telling you to do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And like I'm trying to like vacuum at the same time. It's like we wouldn't be able to engage and have a great conversation if I'm doing all that. Right. But if we have like 45 minutes and I'm locked in, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm present, I'm engaged on not just the podcast or like a task, you know, sending, you know, talking with people, doing whatever you're working on. I feel like people can get more out of just being present than trying to like multitask. And they're like, oh, I've, I've been working for six hours. Okay, cool. I was working for an hour and I just did what you did in six hours. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, being efficient and having time freedom and time currency efficiency time currency and that that i it's came up on a lot of episodes right <laughs> but that's huge so i really like so one of the things that i've been talking about a lot of people out here is same thing you just described that you do you know, yo every day every night before i go to bed i build my schedule for the next day and from the time that i get up to work out whatever my workout is i type breakfast what books i'm reading like you said same thing because yeah now every task is assigned to a time, which means it's going to get done. And a lot of times I end up finishing hours before because now I have that stuff in the <laughs> calendar and I'm just boom. So now instead Not of being done with work at, at seven o'clock at night, I'm done at two 30, maybe three. Right. And now what do I do with that free time? Oh, cool. Well, now what do I need to do to progress forward? Like, cool. I'm mm. going to do this and this, or, Hey, you know, Oh, my young boy said right. they got a basketball game on base today. Well, because I'm finished early and I can go check them out because I remember when I was young and doing this type of stuff, I wanted <laughs> right. to be going to come check me out. Right. And so right. it's like, wow, like all that stuff. But a lot of people, you realize that's huge because they say, oh, I don't have, I don't have time for this or that. Or I mean, it's like, if we sit down, really? and I talk to people like, hey, I want you to sit down, you know, for a couple of days. I want you to document how you spend every hour of your day, every minute. Right. Like and sit there and like if you're doing something with you, if you get lost and you spend 30 minutes in your phone, document it. You're like, oh, right. From, from four to four thirty, I was on my phone. All right. Who? When people break that down, they'll realize that out of 24 hours, they're only productive maybe an hour out of the whole day. But they worked 18 <laughs> hours, though. <laughs> but they worked 18 hours. And it's like, right. yo, if you could be more diligent about planning your days and figuring out what right. you need. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you're entrepreneur, or even in Marine Corps, I did that. Like, okay, cool. I know this was coming up. All right, what do we got tomorrow? I got these meetings. Cool. So I got to, all right, these fit reps go here. I'm going to time this for this. All right, I got. I need to sit down and talk to these Marines. All right, cool. I'm going to do that from this time. And everything's there. Ain't no guesswork. I woke up the next day. Cool. That's my first thing. All right, here's my first couple of things. And I get to it. Like, there's no question because I think a lot of people, because they don't take time to figure out what they need to do, what happens is they waste more time figuring out what to do. Mm, that's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. Like uh, you, bro, you could spend, you could literally spend all day. I could spend all day figuring out like, man, what, you know what I mean? Like, what do I need to do? And like, mm-hmm. really, if you just lock in and like plan out, okay, this is what I need to do. Boom, 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 boom. Plan it out. Like you said, bro, you'll start realizing like, wow, like, I really kind of just finished my week by like Wednesday or Thursday. You know what I mean? Now I'm okay. Oh, snap. Now I'm able to start doing a little extra here and there, spending time, you know, freedom here and there, call my moms, you know, talk to my siblings, you know what I'm saying? Have greater connections with the people you love, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, so you're like, man, like I really had more time than I thought. And so now, you know, you do that over time. I haven't got to the point where I'm about to say yet, but this is where I'm trying to go is, now I put my goals for it a year. I want to be at this point. You do that over and over at six months. You can be like, dang, I reached my, I didn't hit my goals for the year mm-hmm. in six months. So then boom, now you go another six months. Now you didn't in two years, what you thought you were going to be, you've done in a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it, it, it starts with these, you know, planning out 
these tasks, whatever you have to do, and, and you'll realize that you have more space and more gaps. Yeah, you know, it's focus, focus, focus. So, you know, kind of to turn, because, you know, I see the shirt you have on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> what what was your financial journey like to getting to where you are now with your business, your businesses and the groups that you're creating? Like how how important was getting your finances in order to setting all of this stuff uh, stuff up for you? Man, it was huge, bro. I'll, I'll put it like this. I'll give you a snapshot, man. Like, I went from, like, being a college student, laughing, literally laughing at my roommates. My roommates were white. Like, so, and I grew up in a you know, black community and where credit was unheard of. People don't really talk about it. And when my parents told me, was, don't mess your credit up, right? Mm-hmm. So, in my head, I'm like, okay, credit is bad. Like, I've already generalized credit is bad, mm-hmm. number one. As everyone. Number two, you know what I mean? I'm not going to mess my credit up. How do I not mess it up? I'm just not gonna get one. I'm not gonna get a credit card. I'm not gonna have credit. I'm just swipe my debit card. And I'm laughing at you because you have a credit card and credit is bad. You gotta mess your credit up. Not realizing they've been building their credit up, not even since they're 18, before they're 18. Yep. So their parents putting, you know what I mean? Putting them it was on. an authorized user before when they was, you know, eight years old, they was an authorized user. Come on. So now instead of we what we do, we put our kids on a telephone bill or the cable bill, we don't pay it. So now they, they can't track it. So now their credit, our credit messed up from the jump. You know what I mean? And theirs is polished. Mm-hmm. They come out of the gate 750. So that's going from that point, right? And switching my mindset to like, wow, credit is actually good. Like credit is actually the move. It's the play. You mean to buy a million dollar crib? I don't need a million dollars? Oh, snap. Like, mm. it's cr- oh, this not, wow. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So now- you know what I'm saying? I'm at the point where I'm at now is where like, okay, I'm trying to make moves and I don't have the capital to necessarily make all the moves I'm making. You know what I mean? But once you learn how to utilize credit and once you understand finances, you realize you don't need a bunch of money to get things started and get things running if you leverage your credit. You yep. know what I mean? So yep. really just having, bro, a whole 360 shift from or 180 shift from credit is bad so credit is good i want to make these moves leverage my credit and then here we are you know what i mean yeah so um you know talking about like the leveraging your credit and the talk so you hit on this earlier and it just popped back in my, i want to hit on this real quick so you know you talked about like playing the game right and you know in the house you know if whether you're sitting at the space table or the uno table or the dominoes <laughs> table what's the first question that gets asked house rules right house rules uno especially like house rules you know, how many how many cars can we draw can we you know what I'm saying can you put a drop on top of drop four draw two on drop like what are the rules so in every household you know that when somebody comes sit down at the table they gonna ask what are the rules before they play no one's asking the rules when it comes to personal finance no one's Ooh. like saying hey <laughs> i want to use this credit card what are the rules what are the rules what are the rules wow you see what i'm saying that's huge like yo that's you sit huge. down at the table you know you don't want to take an l with this because it's gonna make you look bad right but like we're playing dudes dudes when we play you know what i mean right like, and and that's it that's big right it's like yo you sitting down at the end of the day yo think of it it's the it's the game right we don't own this we got to get in where we fit in well the best way to stay in is to figure out how it operates, right? Like it's oh, it's very wow. difficult. That's, that's tweetable. That if I had it, I don't even have a Twitter. We, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? But like that's tweetable. That's that's a post worthy right there. That's post worthy. Like, yeah, bro. Dang, that's heavy. You're right, bro. The first thing you sit down, you know what I mean, is Uno, Spade. Don't, what are the rules? How we how we playing? How we playing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. How we playing? How we playing? What's the rules? What's the rules? But we don't do that with finances. We don't do that with Man, uh oh, that's a that's a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> hey, if you had a if you had a bomb, you should drop the bomb. Hey, <laughs> hey, nah, man. But that's it's real though. You know, like, and it, and it's crazy that you know, a game that really holds nothing more than more than your so social status. Maybe somebody talk junk to you for a week. You're gonna ask. You want to know every detail before you get started. But the thing right. that if you do it wrong can set you back years no one's asking the question 
What are the rules? What are the rules? You got to post that one, bro. What are the rules? What are the rules? What are we playing? We playing Jungle Jungle Deuce Deuce? What? What's the Uno? What are we playing? How many cards can you draw? What are the rules? I'm That's the same that thing. You got to post. Yes. What's the same application to that? And credit and finances and financial literacy and, and wealth creation and free financial freedom. Jeez. Right. Budgeting. What like, are the rules? All everything. of these things going into it. A loan, like car buying, like everything. What are the rules? Like, you know, everyone, everyone sits around, you know, matter of fact, that might be the name of this episode. What are the rules? That's yeah. what are the rules. <laughs> and that's the name of the episode, bro. Cause I, I want I want people to understand it's like, yo, the information is there and it and it kills right. me. I'll see, I've seen people see something about a new shoe being out and they'll Google the release date and all the information on it. But they don't take the time to be like, hey, how is a FICO score actually set up? Okay, 35% payment history. So that means I should probably be paying all my bills on time. All right, so the 30% is credit utilization. Oh, so that means the more money I use, the higher my utilization, the lower my score. Oh, so maybe I should, through paying the bills, I keep my credit utilization low. Oh, so to keep my credit utilization low, I just spend what I'm normally going to spend that I budgeted it for. And instead of paying it out of my checking account, now I just paid a credit card. Like it's, it's so many things. It's like, yo, all you got to do is sit down and say, what are the rules? Anybody listening to that, if you don't know the rules, I want you to sit down, ask for the playbook. And whether you're asking right. me or you're asking Google, the playbook is there. The rule book is there. All you got to right. do is just ask what the rules are and you can start learning. What are the rules? Wow, that's heavy. That's heavy. I think that has kind of like summed up a lot of what we talked about, bro. Like, I think so. What are the rules? Like you, <laughs> that's crazy. No, that's, that's, that's real. And I feel like once we start asking that question, you know what I mean? Cause we're not dumb. You know yep. I mean? Like we're not dumb. Like if we know the rules and it's, and the next thing is not, crazy difficult it's, it's not, not crazy it's not complicated you know and that's the thing is we've brainwashed ourselves as a community to feel like these things are difficult or that oh they're written in on behalf of other people no they're written how they're written the the issue yeah, is yeah. the people who you're talking about they're written for took the time to understand the rules understand them and they're playing the game as it's meant to be played like we we shoot ourselves in the foot but we're also, you know, we make, we've trained generations of people to think that credit was bad. We got people Bro. sitting here and I tell them, I tell people they should have a budget and they act like I just spoke badly about someone in their family. <laughs> it's like, bro, I'm not telling you to have a budget because right. it's a bad thing. Bro, I have a budget. Like, you know, other people, like, right. it's not a, but it's like, why would I have a budget? Like, what right. do you mean? I, I'm good with my money. I don't need a budget. And it's like, right. that's kind of doesn't match up because if you were good with your money, you would right. absolutely have a budget because you want to know where every dollar is going so that you can, you know, allocate it appropriately to where it needs to be. So exactly, bro. I'd be hard pressed exactly. to find someone to tell me that they're managing their money very well and they don't use a budget, you know, but how do we know that until we have these conversations? You know what I'm saying? Bro, man, man, that's, that's heavy, bro. And to get to your point on like, just reiterating, like what are the rules and understanding it? Like a lot of people kind of like, bash trump right so i'm, I'm mm -hmm. gonna get into it so a lot of people kind of bash trump so for me i'm like okay cool he's yes he has a lot of antics i feel like you know he can go off on the left end right but at the same time they're like okay he doesn't pay taxes i'm like okay like did he go to did he, he go to jail for that hmm. so he must know something that i don't know Bro. you know what i mean like he he like yes i get it in the, the ethical, the moral code of a human being, I don't think Trump's views all the time aligns with that, right? No, absolutely not. But, you know what I'm saying, comma, what, like, how is he doing it? What is he doing? What are the rules? How is he playing? What, how is he able to do this? He's the president. He's, everybody's looking at him. And instead of me throwing down my hat and smacking my head and says, oh my gosh, they got away again. It's not meant for us to win. I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe I should look into his playbook and look and see what he does. You know what I'm saying, look at who's around him. I'm like, oh, snap. Him and Robert Kiyosaki are friends. Cool. Let me get Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
You know what I mean? And read that and figure out like, okay, well, tax appreciation. Okay. Let's asking, say you take the capital. You know what I mean? Asking the right questions. Because you know what's Bro. funny is I did the exact same thing. When <laughs> I did the exact same thing. Everybody was like, oh, he only paid 700 something dollars in taxes. This is outrageous. Granted, you know, I, you know, I agree with you. More ethically, like there's a lot of issues. Right. However, I said, yo, he knows something I don't. I need to figure it out. I care less about emotions, feelings. I want to know what he did so that I have that in my playbook. You know what I'm saying? saying? And it's, it's, but it's just asking the right questions. Like, yo, everyone else is outraged. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, this is talking about taxes. So I know 99% of people don't understand taxes. Right. Clearly he does. Cool. I'm (laughs) good. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it might not be anything that I action within even the next 10 years, but I always know to I have that to go back and look on now because there there may be a moment where I can use it or I can give that pass it to someone else. Hey, man, look, you know, and you never know. It might be somebody who does very well, but they have something coming up for their family and they really need that. Okay, cool. Like, hey, read this article. Oh, hey, man, I found that. I was able to reach out to these people. It helped me out a lot. Now my kids can go to college. You know, you never know what the the reasoning is going to be for it. And that's not for for us to determine. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that's a a huge part, too, is like when we're not taking care of what we're supposed to take care of, it's easy to be like, oh, that person's bad. Oh, this is that. (laughs) You want to be upset with everyone else. Like, yo, stop worrying about what's going on around you. You should... The last thing, I kid you not, bro, I never have a conversation today where I'm sitting here gossiping about somebody. Not my thing. And anybody calling my phone, don't call me gossiping about anybody. That's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? Not my thing, like, bro. Can't support. But people will spend more time worried about what other people are doing instead of, you know, honing in on, hey, what am I doing? What can I be doing better? And it's like, if you take that time and energy that you call, you know, hey, I heard such and such happen this weekend. Tell me what's going on. And you were like, yeah spend that time maybe reading a book right your growth is going to be so much more so you know, crazy. it's going to be crazy because like you're taking that negative stuff away because that ne- that negativity feeds in your mind and it takes up so much right. space to where right. you know it's very hard for positivity to get in and you might overlook it or see you know the positivity is wrong but you know right. i you you i'm telling you right now but it made me feel good to have this conversation <laughs> and see like See, see where you are right now especially mentally man because it's it's hard you know um for all of us especially you know doing the things we do you know where we come from so you know being you know the older of the two right. I'm, I'm just happy like i'm like oh you know on even earlier that means like yo you got right. more time to win more time to eat you know and that's what it's all about like you that means you have more years to affect people positively and that's that's what it's all about. Like, you know, um, one of my, I tell people all the time, one of my, when I meet anyone, the first thing I tell you is, yo, my goal, if we're going to, you know, uh, this friendship, wherever yo, you're going to hang around, my goal is to add value to you. You know what I'm For saying? Sure, That's add my value. first goal because no people I've yet to meet someone I added value to that isn't still here to this day. And because right. of that, you know, they try their hardest to add value back. And because of that, it's just a value building relationship that continues right. to grow. And we grow together because we're not worried about what everybody else is doing. I'm not worried about tearing you down. Like I'm going to hold you accountable just like I expect you to hold me accountable. And like now you just got iron sharpening iron all over the place. Right, and right. You got a bunch of people who are basically, you know, you soon you you be surrounded by a bunch of generals. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, bro. No, adding value is, is huge, man. And I appreciate that, man. Like, the thing about it, though, is like, we like, you know, what I'm saying like, 18. So our my, my, my homies, you know, y'all what I, mean? know so I like, love 18. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We love y'all. So it's like, we watching y'all, we might not say, hey, we're watching Trust and Eric today. But you know, what I mean, like, we're around y'all, we see what y'all doing. You know what I mean? So it's like, we ain't stupid. We ain't dumb. So it's like, yeah. okay. This the play, so you know what I mean. You know, y'all y'all ran, so we could take it the next. You know what I'm saying? Take the next step. You know what I mean? So like, all of that is, is getting back to circle, bro. And that's another reason why I'm so like, so like happy to be not just the bros, but even in the chapter that I'm in. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. like, bro, our list is crazy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, the list is crazy. Yeah. So 
talking about your the, you talking about circle earlier, like when you were in that room and you're in that environment, bro. I remember like one of the first conversations I had, and I wouldn't even, you know what I'm saying, the brudge yet, but they were just talking about like you should try to get a crib in every duty station. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that sounds like, like a a Amir Amir Sharif. You know what I'm saying? It was it was. You feel me? So it's like I'm like, oh shit, hold on. Like I'm not even thinking about like a crib. So not only did you say get one, you said get one at every duty station. So you're changing my mentality of what is even possible. You know what I mean? And so when then when you put that, that's the starting point. You know what I mean? Now we now now we on podcast talking finances, talking bread, and we making plays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like each one teach one. You know what I mean? And I don't even know where I, I got off tangent. I don't even know where I was supposed to be going with that. But uh, yeah, bro, it's, I mean, it's, it's good. And I appreciate it. And I appreciate y'all too for doing what y'all doing and, and spreading the knowledge and never being, you know what I'm saying, the big homie that was like trying to hold hold knowledge or like hold back or like, yeah. you know, feeling some type of way because of the, the young people or like being one of them, you know, the big homies like, oh, back in my day, like what, you know what I mean? Or always criticizing mm-hmm. The, the young people are like stuff like that. So um, that's been, that's been huge as well. Nah, man, you know, I appreciate that. Cause you know, for us, one of the biggest things is like, you know, constantly emphasizing to, you know, all of y'all as well as like the other people that we, you know, influence is like, yo, it's okay to think bigger. The only way to, you know, improve and get, you know, make progress in life is to be able to think bigger. The issue is, a lot of people are stuck in situations and with groups of people who make them feel bad for thinking bigger and making them think bigger right. as possible. Where now, you know, y'all around people like us is like, no, it, what do you, that's your goal? Cool. And what we need to do to figure it out? Like, we can, we can make this happen. Bro, that's the thing. Like, trust to tell you, bro, I'll call him. I'm like, yo, like, I'm thinking about blah, 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 blah. He was like, okay, what you need to do? This is what we need to do to make it happen. He's never, I've never called him and he's never been like, you know, maybe you need to sit, settle down. That's too big. Like every time we talk, you know what I mean? It's always, okay, this is how you do it. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what's the steps? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Do your, you know what I mean? Do your research. Like, and that's what both both of y'all, you know what I mean? Like from my podcast that we had, from this one, from mm-hmm. when we was hanging out, you know what I mean? Like, it's always been positive, always been growth and always been like, okay, bet what you, what you vision in your mind, it can happen. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. You create the world around you through your mind. Right. Not so, for sure, bro. So this is, but it's been, it's been a good talk today, man. I'm, I'm really glad bro, you got on the show good. today. So, you know, before we close it out, um, I know you're doing a lot of stuff business-wise over there on the yeah. West Coast. Um, so please, you know, take this time and tell everyone about what you got going on, how they can get in contact if you want to, you know, what you do. And then also I'm going to put all your information in the description of the show today too, so that, uh, they can find you and reach out um, to participate. For sure, man. Um, again, bro, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to come on the podcast and talk. Um, so what I have going on right now, uh, a, a lot of different things. So number one, um, I'm wearing a shirt right now, Lineage Investment Group, if y'all can see it. Um, basically, it's a, a real estate firm. And what we do is we're, we're taking down multifamily properties, right? So um, multifamily properties, um, you know, once you get to uh, five units and up, is no longer residential, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, you're doing commercial. So that's what I'm trying to do. And we're not trying to do, that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once I'm, I'm trying to do it to where it's like 50 units plus. So those are more so apartments, you know what I mean? And, you know, a, a strategy to do that through syndication. So mm-hmm. all a syndication is doing is taking other people's money, other investors' money to buy the property. And uh, we own it and we manage it and we just pay them out. So long story mm-hmm. short, I have an investment firm uh, focused on real estate. Um, I also have a podcast um, called Group Chat, and um, I have some other things in the works, but, you know, those are the things, you know, I really want to focus on right now. Um, it's just a podcast um, and my real estate firm, and you can check those out. Um, I'm actually going to start a podcast and start doing webinars um, just based on real estate, you know what I mean? All multifamily stuff, focus on that, how to invest your money with the current economy and where things are headed right now, how to take advantage of that. Um, so. Uh, you can go on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or whatever. It's literally just called Lineage Investment Group, you know. So um, the tree is an I, so just L-I-N-E-A-G-E. Again, it's L-I-N-E-A-G-E, Lineage Investment Group, on all platforms. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at 
King Haas underscore five. That's K-I-N-G-H-A-S underscore five. And uh, man, let's grow together. Let's build together. I'm here to give back whatever I learn. I'm not where I want to be yet, and I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? So um, let's just go together and build together. Let's do it. So <clears throat> can anyone hit you to like become a like participate in the investment group? Oh, for sure, man. So that's what I want to do. I want to build a community. I want to have like an ecosystem, so to speak. You know what I mean? Where where people can come, they can they definitely um can invest with us. I'm going on how to invest with us, um, how to become an accredited investor. What is what is heck, what the heck is an accredited investor? You know mm. what I mean? Asking the right questions. We said, what are the rules, right? So like, you know, I'm sure you played Monopoly before. If you haven't, it's basically learning how to <laughs> build wealth through real estate, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what are the rules? Uno, spades. Now let's play life. Now let's play financial literacy. What are the rules? So we're going to teach you, you know, basically definitions of, of uh, you know, real estate terms, multifamily things, and the proper way that even if you don't invest with us, if you want to do something else to set you up for success, you know what I mean, with that. So yes, um, you can email us as well at contact. So contact at lineage. So just contact at lineage investment group. Um, and yeah, send us an email. We'll chop it up. I'll get you on a Zoom call and we can go from there. Cool, cool, man. I, that's that's awesome, bro. I, I'm proud of you. If anybody else told you, bro, I'm proud of you. That's that's, that's <laughs> big stuff. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate like, you know, putting it in really, really, you know, putting the first foot forward and leading from the front. So, you know, that's what that's what we do out here. We lead from the front. So I'm glad right, to see right. you continuing that lineage. And there you Appreciate go. You know, lineage is in the name yeah. for a reason. So, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, that's that's good stuff. So that's for all listeners. You know, this is all we have for today. So I just want to thank you for listening. And, you know, be sure to check out the notes and find out you can get in contact with me or um, also get in contact with uh, Hassan. And then we're going to go from there. So I appreciate everyone for listening. Let's get into smoking.